Budweiser, the new official beer of Utah? Craft beer is dead. Craft beer is alive. Craft beer is confusing. We have a eulogy for the worst beer blog. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer. Today is National Beer Day, and here we are, and right here we are celebrating in the traditional way by stacking all of last year's empty cans into a solid wall that we can then uh, put miniature models of Charlie Papazian, Fritz Maytag, and Michael Jackson into the Beer Day wheelbarrow and plow through the stack of aluminum while the whole family sings our favorite National Beer Day Christmas carols, Jingle Bottles, Deck the Hops, Hazy Night, and then later we'll dress up like our favorite beer labels, I'm going as the Fat Tire Bike this year, and hang up our Beer Day underwear so that the beer day buddy can come and lay an egg so that we have something to eat for hangover breakfast tomorrow i'm jeremy jones i'm tyler zimmerman that was overly wordy but excellent and i feel that is a reason everyone can get behind the hashtag build the wall (laughs) i mean that's how i just celebrate national beer day i assume you do the same thing or something like that i decided to celebrate by slamming beers, watching a giant ape punch a nuclear-infected reptile on HBO Max with Kong vs. Godzilla, and it was peak perfection. So, similar but not the same. Okay, fair enough. I'll give that one to you. Not a complete heretic in my view, although, I mean... you. How do you, how do you get a, a hangover breakfast tomorrow if you don't hang up your beer day underpants? Uh, drive down to Capri in Boise and fucking order a round of biscuits and gravy with eggs and go, I'm taking this down like a fat kid on a seesaw. That's the equivalent of, uh, uh, of the Jewish family going out for Chinese on Christmas. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> what? Happy beer day. What are we drinking today? Well, in honor of 420, I'm having the Waldo special from Lagunitas, one of my favorite beers they come out with every year. Just a real big, juicy, fruit-forward, I want to say Imperial IPA, if I can it's remember correctly. It's, I think it's a 9%-er. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Goddamn stoners don't put it on the bottle. They do it from behind. Hey! <laughs> Or they do it in the back of a squad car while asking people about astronauts. This is not the astronauts. <laughs> what is... Have you found the percentage, or do we just give it up on that? I've given up on okay. that. I can't find it. But well, I'll read you the story on the label if you would like. Go for it. I mean, I always love Lagunitas' story. <laughs> in 1971, the Waldos met one afternoon at 419 as to not be late and set out in a 66 Impala armed with treasure ma- with a treasure map on a journey to find a spot near Point Reyes. They never found the spot. They kept looking. The dankest and hoppiest beer ever brewed by Lagunitas was made with the help of the Waldos for all treasure hunters. As, and nice. While you look for the alcohol percentage, I'll talk about what I'm drinking. I'm I'm drinking uh, the steam beer from Occidental, which is that that brewery is weirdly becoming one of my favorite breweries 
full stop. Um, because they do traditional German styles, they do traditional uh, um, Belgian styles, and I don't think they even have an IPA, which I appreciate about them. They don't. I remember when they came to market, the rep from Idaho Wine Merchant was saying, the distributor who distributes them, they don't do an IPA, so for fresh hop season, because that is like one of the best seasons in the Northwest, they yes. do a fresh hop Pilsner. Which was fantastic this year. This is, uh, what I'm drinking here is their steam beer, uh, which was a little bit interesting, because when I got it, I was expecting something a lot more like Anchor Steam. It's not. It's considerably lighter in color, considerably lighter uh, in flavor and, um, and mouthfeel. It drinks more like a pilsner or a hellas but the idea is is that it it is a lager yeast fermented at ale temperatures um so it it, it would appear that they like made more something along the lines of like a pilsner um and then fermented it fermented it at uh, uh, ale temperatures and i don't get any like excessive fruitiness i don't get any like uh phenolics i just get a really nice smooth uh crisp lager beer with a Decent amount of spicy hops. Awesome. I mean, Occidental, I don't know if I've had a bad beer from them. I mean, they're, uh, just, they're just, they just do solid traditional styles and then styles that are hard to find right now. And because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody does, you know, a, a blonde ale or a lager and maybe a stout in the winter and 500 fucking hazy IPAs. Yep. Well, the Lagunitas is actually. Classified on untapped as a triple IPA, uh, 11.7% alcohol. All right. Well, you'll be having a good night tonight. Um, so when... Uh, uh, this is going to tie in real well with all the beers I slay after watching King Kong vs. Godzilla. <laughs> Basically, at some point in time, you're going to stop hearing Tyler talk. And that just means he's passed out in a puddle of his own sick. Or you're going to hear me rip off my shirt, pound my chest like King Kong. <laughs> See, any any time I get this urge to like uh, uh, put out a uh, like a live video version of the podcast, uh, Tyler says something like this, and I come to my senses. So you don't actually have to witness something that disturbing. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. It is only a matter of time before Tyler's dongle makes an appearance on this podcast. And I'll have to live with that, but I don't think you should, the listening audience. Hey, the hangle is a pay-per-view. It'll never make it out for free. <laughs> what are we starting with, Jeremy? All right. Craft beer is dead news now. Oh, wait. Hold on. Craft beer boom news now. Wait. Hang on. Uh, craft beer is a fastest way to get poor news. You know what? Nobody knows what the fuck the market is doing right now, so let's just get drunk news now. Um... <laughs> The numbers from the Brewers Association uh, keep trickling out. Uh, last week, we talked about the list of the largest craft breweries and what their relative position on that list could tell us about what the fuck happened in 2020, besides the obvious. Um, but as we talked about last week, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, yesterday, the BA released their annual production report, and it tells kind of the same tale. Um uh, Neil McCarthy breaks it down in a Forbes article headlined, in, uh, headlined U.S. craft beer production experienced its first modern era decline in 2020. 
which is kinda. Which is well, I mean, kinda. Kinda. Say, uh, define kinda. So, the reason I say kinda is yes, in barrelage they did decline, but the amount of breweries increased. Okay. So you so read the- what that said to me was that is introducing more the local brew pubs and more localizing in neighborhood spots. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly what the, what, what, uh, uh, we read the same article, didn't we? Um, Oh no, I didn't know Forbes okay. came out with this. So, well, I read Forbes cause I'm a classy gentleman craft breweries as an industry. Yes. Uh, brewed up 23.1 million barrels of beer last year, which is a 9% decline from 2019. And and the craft beer overall market share went from thirteen point six to twelve point three. Um, so it turns out uh, that uh, 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 when everything looked just awful, um, people grabbed a thirty rack of fucking cores or just switched away from beer altogether. I don't. I frankly don't fucking blame them. Twenty twenty was definitely a year for strong drink. Skip the bourbon barrel aged out and go straight to the bourbon twice. <laughs> 2020 was a day to absolutely swing tequila right out of the bottle. Make that label go <laughs> vertical. We've all been there. <clears throat> but the interesting, but you mentioned that, yeah, the interesting one the, the, was this. We mentioned before that 2020 was going to be a shit show of a year for craft beer, even before that little viral motherfucker appeared and ruined everything. You'll remember, we talked about this um, early uh, the BA predicted that upwards of 10% of breweries would have to shut their doors even before the pandemic made it ne- medically necessary. Um, but like you said, what really happened is that the industry proved much more resilient resilient than either you or I or anybody else predicted um, since the amount of uh, operating breweries increased last year. Um. 346 uh, breweries nationwide had to call it quits in 2020. That's 346 out of 8,764. The highest it's ever been. Which included the 716 new businesses opened. And that can be everything from um, from uh, uh, brew pubs to tap rooms to... Um, um, to microbreweries, nanobreweries, long as you're producing beer, it counts. Um, to quote Bart Wa- Bart Watson, uh, the uh, uh, Brewers Association economist from the article, 2020 was obviously a challenging year for many small brewers, but also one that proved their resilient and entrepreneurial nature. In the year where U.S. draft sales were down more than 40%, small brewers found new ways to connect with their customers and keep their business running. Now, of course, the bad news, because there's got to be more bad news, is there are more breweries (laughs) churning out less beer uh, before. So essentially, we got more companies, more people competing for the for a slightly smaller market share. Um, But as states and cities release their restrictions, we might return to something resembling a pre-COVID world, as it were. It will Mm -hmm. be interesting to see if uh, consumers return to their pre-COVID habits, especially when it uh, involves craft beer. Um, I think 
it's not a bad sign that we have more with a sm slightly smaller market share right now because that market share is based off barrelage. And so once more places open up, that market share will self-correct. You think? Um, I mean, we'll go back up to, I get it, at the, it was over, uh, or excuse me, yeah, it was over a percentage of the entire beer market that was lost uh, to craft, uh, lost from craft beer, assuming probably two domestics. But again, it does. It's it's hard to say. I I do because if you think about a lot of the more smaller independent craft breweries, they're heavily invested in draft. And what was the one thing that took a hit in twenty twenty? was on-premise consumption. I mean, you remember, so, you'll, you'll remember, like, uh, we did a the Brewers Association report in May, I want to say, where draft beer essentially fell to zero, in, yeah. uh, which was, like, a, an unheard... I mean, it, yeah, it fell 100%. It just it wasn't a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think that will start to self-correct You'll see a little uptick in the market share. But I'm seeing more of a trend. And one thing I usually look at is jobs created by craft beer. It dropped this year compared to last year. But that was to be expected with places having to lay servers off not being able to be open for on-premise consumption. Um, but I think you're going to start over the next couple of years seeing almost kind of that like old-school Belgium effect where it's that more localized craft brewery for the neighborhood of every borough, subdivision, uh, suburb of the city where it really kind of takes over. It just becomes the place that just becomes the neighborhood meeting place. It's the it's the beer mm -hmm. producer for your I don't know, uh uh two square miles in every direction. Yeah. And it so it's not necessarily getting package out and really like expanding that barrelage, but it's the on premise conception creating the jobs there. Uh, people aren't necessarily driving miles to get there. They're walking to get there. And the way, like, urban development, I think I saw the owner of Hen House talking about this. He's like, with how urban development starting to be laid out, with DUI laws, we're going to see a more localization of new craft breweries. The one thing... I, like I feel we could take away from this is that uh, craft breweries are fucking cockroaches. Um, every time the market or, uh, or economists predict that they are going to go away or take a big hit or 50% you know, of them are going to close like every headline read last year, um, you're going to find them scurrying underfoot. And how long that can last? Well, the numbers have long suggested that something's got to give. The number of operating breweries since 2011 has jumped from 1,977 to 
8,764, and the market share has not increased substantially during that time. I mean, it's gone from, I think, about 8% to 13%, not a 12%. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's a lot when you're talking about, you know, you're talking about the market for beer full stop. But at the same time, it's not a lot to have that suddenly, uh, uh, you know, be split between almost 2,000 to damn close to 10,000. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I think craft beer will top out at 25% of the beer market share. Max. I think that's it. I, I think, think it'll generous. hover 20 to 22. I think that's a generous claim. It will be, it will be interesting to see We're doing this later in the day than we normally do. Um, and, <laughs> um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, as we progress, um, I, I, I vaguely remember, maybe you do too, um, a, some study done, I want to say this would probably be 2015, 2016, um, speculating on studies may have, may have been done on, on It's All Beer, may or may not. <laughs> but do you remember like some some survey came out and said that, I want to say somewhere upwards of 75% of college students had never tried Budweiser. Do you remember that? I remember that episode, yeah. So it will... So it, uh, it, it'll be interesting to, you know, as, as, cause now those fucking college kids are pushing 40. Trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> we know. Um, and so it's, it, it, it will be interesting to see how that, how, or if that really does change the market. 25% of that feels a little bit generous, but I think there's still a little bit more market to grab, especially since, um, uh, even I mean, even for a, a market for domestics, they're just uh, I don't see a lot of traction for uh, your your old standbys, with the exception of couple. But and I mean, I, I, I'm saying this in, in 20, 30 years, it could be up to twenty five, most likely hovering consistently at that time frame around that twenty twenty two. Well, you heard it here first. Tyler predicts that it will hit twenty five percent in like twenty fifty, and if uh, and if he is wrong, you have my invitation to track him down and like kick his walker out from under him. <laughs> just kick it out from under him, and you know, just watch him flail on the ground with his bad heart and barely functioning hip and zero liver. <laughs> <laughs> By that point in time, he'll be like toting around a wheelbarrow uh, that will have his, you know, uh, like a uh, some kind of bionic liver that still can't fit inside him, but it does the job. It's like the iron lung, but a liver. Uh, <laughs> I will be curious to t- take a look at 2021's report and see the amount of jobs that craft beers produced. And then compare that back to 2019 and see if it trended up from 2019. Well, and you'll get those numbers on It's All Beer at some point in time. So stay tuned, everyone, (laughs) for all the latest beer news. Speaking of which, Tyler, what is next? Well, we're going to the land of Utah. Where the the Mormons (laughs) are, you know, swearing awkwardly and... uh, polygamists uh, run free <laughs> well apparently i don't know how 
both of us missed this. About a year ago, Budweiser started a campaign to become the official state beer of Utah. First of all, I'll tell you exactly how we missed this. A year ago today, we were like, oh shit, a virus is shutting down the entire industry. <laughs> True. Fair enough. <laughs> Budweiser or, trying to become... just shut down an entire industry. Budweiser, you know, cheekily becoming the state beer of Utah really didn't probably pop on our radio as we were like... Fuck every, this entire industry that is the basis of a, of of this podcast is going away. So that's how we missed it. Well, <laughs> we, we was busy. Uh, about a, a year after their campaign, uh, official Utah Budweiser bottles are being released, making Utah the first state in the U.S. to have its own designed Budweiser bottle. Uh, they will only be sold in Utah. They are limited edition bottles that will run from April 5th to May 7th. Uh, and they are paying homage to Utahns uh, as well as... Famous beer drinkers, by the way. <laughs> Famously big beer drinkers there in Utah. Just so as long well as no, as just so the long. Utah swear words. <laughs> so they have ads placed throughout Salt Lake City uh, with classic Utah phrases such as "Holy shiz," "Oh my heck," "Frick yeah." Uh, Budweiser swear jars will also be available in certain stores. Uh, customers can purchase a swear. And for each swear purchased, a donation will be made to the Utah Clean Water Partnership, as well as Budweiser is offering anyone in the U.S. the chance to scream profanities at the top of Mount of a mountain in Utah. Wait, 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 wait! No, no I, I, I was, I was kind of zoning out there for a second, but now I'm on board. Wait, what? <laughs> at a particular mountain in Utah, or just any mountain in Utah? Well, so they are launching a sweepstake called Sw Swear, Sip, and Ski. The sweepstake will include a helicopter ride to the top of a mountain for the winner and a friend to swear their heart out in a judgment-free zone. And then the trip will be redeemed next year to accommodate a full ski season at one of the resorts in Utah. Tyler, I feel like oh, so it's it's a trip for two to yep. swear in a helicopter into no, Utah. No, the helicopter flies you to the top of a designated mountain in Utah that you get to swear as loud as you can. Wait a minute, is this is this <laughs> like is this like a a mountain that the people of Utah have designated as the place. Is this like sweary mountain? Like this is where people go to like, finally like look around and say, fuck literally everything. Fuck my wives. Fuck my fucking children. <laughs> fuck. I want a beer and I'm not allowed to fuck. I just want a fucking coffee. I want some fucking coffee and I don't get some. Fuck. Shucky darn. <laughs> I mean, is that is is that what is going? Is that like the articles I have found have not elaborated <laughs> on 
which particular mountain you get to swear at. And fuck my magic underwear. <laughs> but it I feel rides this up is the something... crack something fierce. <laughs> I feel this is something we need to try to win. Live stream to It's All Beer Facebook. Us screaming fuck on a mountain in Utah. Get all our fans to tr- enter for us to try to fucking win this. And live stream a small episode of It's All Beer swearing in Utah. And I'll fucking give my ski pass to someone. I don't care. You give, I mean, give it to me. I, I, I go skiing. I guess I get one too, so I will give it. I don't know. I will... Um, uh, but here's the question. Okay, so it's a it's, so it's a Budweiser promotion. How does one win this? Please don't make me actually drink Budweiser. So if you want more information on how to win this trip, I do want Bud- more information. I just asked you. <laughs> go to Budweiser.com no. slash giveaways. No, tell me now. You tell me. Well, I hit it and it drew up. Stuff I had to type in, so I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, Jeremy's calling right now. I'll have to skip this till after the episode. So, like I said, I was watching an eight-punch, a nuclear reptile. <laughs> Besides, not, instead of preparing for this podcast, oh, shit, how to actually... Okay, well, um, uh, stay tuned to uh, the It's All Beer social media, uh, because I feel like we we do need to uh, uh, try and, and... We need and, to win this! So, sorry, I got I, I I have access to the internet, uh, uh, and I can and I can read fast. Uh, give me that website again. Budweiser.com slash giveaway. All right, entertain the people while I read something. So... Sticking to ABM Bev. Hold on, I gotta enter. I gotta enter. What what country should I be from? Z- Zambia. Am I over eighteen years old? Yes, I'm over eighteen years old. Okay. Um, oh, four oh four. Fuck you. Do uh, the United States. We we need them to know that we want the Utah one. Okay. Uh, fair enough. I probably should actually enter in like, not not Zambia. Um, uh, so while you're doing that, I'm going to talk about how one humble man saved another woman's life with a $12 Michelob Ultra. And you may be curious, this, uh, how would you do that, Tyler? Well, I'm this curious as to how you keep finding uh, articles about shitty beers saving people. <laughs> Google, man. They send it to me. <laughs> just, the Google knows what you want. <laughs> Google's like, you do a podcast, you might like this. Uh, <laughs> you do a podcast and you like shitty beer. We we've seen where you uh where where you live. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, well, so this is from a couple weeks ago, sticking on the trend of baseball. So at the Los Angeles Angels spring training game against the Oakland Athletics um, back about March 20th um, Mike Trout one of the most one of the best baseball players in the major leagues uh, hit a foul ball uh, that foul ball drew, took off as a line drive into the stands where one guy 
reached out his Michelob Ultra cam uh, as, and there's pictures in this article. This girl is looking down at her phone, not paying attention. The guy reaches out his can. It ricochets off the can, explodes the can of beer all over her and him, uh, but deflects the ball enough that it doesn't smoke her in the face. <laughs> well done. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels uh, sh- decided to show their gratitude by giving him an autographed Mike Trout baseball bat and bought a whole round of beers for the section. <laughs> for the whole section. just. Yep, they bought it for the whole section. Uh and I mean, if you just sacrifice a twelve dollar beer, I'd hope you would at least get something for saving this girl's life. That's fair. That is that is uh, uh, absolutely twelve dollar. Jesus Christ for a natty light. No, Michelob Ultra okay. twelve oh, ounce can. Excuse me. I'm still I'm still trying to find the uh, uh, the the rules for this contents that I'm I'm having trouble because we go to that website. It like gives you every current thing they've got going and so i i can't actually find the uh the the rules for this particular one anyway i'll see if i can find it and you, you, keep, uh, uh, you, you keep you keep going i'm I, i've got this okay well so i guess the biggest thing i could say is uh, because the cameraman got some excellent pictures in the frame of it exploding, sh- shrouding everyone in that area in beer, is if you're going to be at a baseball game, keep your head on a swivel, pay attention to the game, or else someone's going to have to waste a poor beer to save your life. Uh, according to Adweek, um, uh, you can win a flipping hell skiing experience from the Wasatch Mountains to blow up some steam from the prior year, followed by a refreshing round of new Budweiser U- uh, Utah-inspired bottles. I think you just follow them on Budweiser US- USA, which I have at least one account banned from. <laughs> so that's going to be awkward. I've got, I got, I, I got Twitter accounts left and right. Um, what account do you have banned from them? Which do you think? What account do you think is banned from Bud? Got got blocked from Budweiser USA? Did emo Budweiser finally get banned from it? It got blocked. Yeah. Oh, how proud were you? On a, a scale of one to ten, like six, it was no. There was no cease and desist. I was really hoping it- for. It was like uh, being a father that just found out his son got his first blowjob. I mean, I, I, you know, I, 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 I noticed I wasn't getting any updates from that account recently, so I went to check it. It's like, oh yeah, you, you've been blocked. I'm like, oh, so that means some marketing executive like just hit block. So it's not legal action, but I'll take it. It's like, eh, well, they at least recognized me. <laughs> So, you know, but yes, uh, uh, well, anyway, um, uh, uh, stay tuned. We'll try to figure out how we can win uh, the ability to uh, um, live stream to Emo Budweiser and I mean, 
listen, it's all beer. <laughs> you listen, if you listen to this podcast, me and Tyler like to swear. We 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 are sweary masters. We are like my favorite words. Fuck. So, I mean, my favorite word is a uh, 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 a cock waffle, but you know. Cunts up there too, so that's a good one. It just has a nice feel to it. Anyway, um, if and you want, sharp. <laughs> we'll. Uh, I, I mean, if there's anybody worthy uh, in the beer world to go on top of a, uh, a mountain in Utah and swear their little faces off, it's us. So we'll let you know how you can help us do that. I was gonna say we'll let you know, and please help us do that. Our victory will be your victory. What do we got next, Jeremy? Well, something weird happened on April Fool's Day this year. Uh, and I'm talking really weird. You may or may not have noticed, uh, but it happened with the worst beer blog. And I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast, you've probably run across one of their accounts on social media. It was a haven for editorializing the beer world and, in fact, the world in general. Through half-lidded beer goggles. <coughs> but uh, on April 1st, a post went up on Twitter saying, One like and I'll delete my account. And with that, the worst beer blog disappeared from the internet like a fart in the wind. And his publicist came out with like his final coup de gras, I'm out. So you, you always you 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 always ruin the story before I get that far. <laughs> ah, I was my man, getting there. My man, my man. I was getting there. I was getting there. This is I I spent all this time weaving a narrative, <laughs> and and you're that guy that comes in. The, oh, I seen this fucking movie. Dog dies. That fucking dog dies. <laughs> I pull my grandpa. I will never forget. My whole family is watching the Green Mile at his house one time. And he walks in, and they are almost to the end of the two-and-a-half-hour-long movie that The Green Mile is. He goes, Black guy, guy, yeah! You are from northern Idaho, aren't you? (laughs) And everyone goes, No, but thanks for ruining it. (laughs) I mean, listen. The black guy dying in a Hollywood movie is not a spoiler. <laughs> they famously are the in, first. In the Green Mile, where he is one of the main characters. I mean, this one you're supposed to feel bad about, but that's not always the case in Hollywood films. Just saying, that's not a that's not a that's not a a, a pro or against statement. I'm just saying that guy with the uh, extra melanin, he's going down. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. But the fact that everyone was so, like, just committed and into this movie that the ending was spoiled right before they got that realization. I mean, that is... That That's is the, where I get it. That is the most Northern Idaho I've, thing I've heard today. Anyway, <laughs> the, of course, back to the, uh, back to the story at hand, um, because it happened on April Fool's Day... Um, everyone who uh, uh, enjoyed the Worst Beer Blog account was convinced, and some of them are still are, by the way, that it was an elaborate prank, and um, that that any minute now they would uh, the 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 they would come back. But as of this recording on April seventh, 
the account remains dead. So, uh, I have seen several Twitter accounts where they're like, "We got a message on the same day that Worst Beer Blog ended." That seemed oddly. They sent us a message asking us questions of they're starting a new blog. And a lot of their questions seem oddly familiar to the worst beer blog. <laughs> Again, you're ruining... You know what? This has been It's All Beer. If you would like Tyler to come to your house and ruin movies with slightly racist statements... Uh, <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> um, no, but so influential was this account that Vine Pair actually ran a eulogy... Um, for it uh, entitled Complicated Legacy of the Worst Beer Blog. It was written by Dave Infante. Um, if you're not aware, if you're not among the initiated, the Worst Beer Blog is known primarily as a collection of strange beer memes, the occasional gun nut shooting a can of White Claw, screaming taxation is theft before you know gov- guzzling the splintered can like a blonde college girl on spring break. Also for calling out breweries on their sins, be it their misogynistic beer labels or anti-mask screeds. Blowing up cans. Blowing up cans. Um, yeah, they were they, they were very much a, an ally in calling out uh, uh, breweries that shall not be named. 450 North, I'm looking in your direction. Uh, um, <laughs> a, refermenting like fruit puree uh, cans, uh, you know, exploding. Yeah, they were very much on the forefront of that. They were doing it before it was popular, before we even got on board. Um, Antonio Sanchez... Because we're the definition of popular. I mean, I like us. I I think that's something. (laughs) Uh, Antonio Sanchez, the operator of Wurt Wrangler, a popular Instagram account for industry workers, says, every beer industry employee fears either being on the page or being a part of a brewery that did something to end up on the page. Yep. Uh, Michael Graham, co-owner of Austin Beer Works, said, What I particularly enjoyed about the person who ran the account was their sense of humor when warranted, and the moral compass they always used in editorializing the content they chose to share. They weren't out to ruin people's lives for the sake of internet points. Um, and indeed, the person who ran the account, uh, who only goes by the name of Peter David... Um, that was uh, uh, the pseudonym that they gave uh, uh, the interviewer at Vine Pair. Um, he functioned as kind of a beacon in the swirling, angry, screaming shitstorm that is beer social media. Seriously, if you have if you not spend a, a, a day drunk on beer Twitter, you really haven't lived. It it can be depending what day you dive in. It can be some of the most like optimistic, like fun times. Or it is just an absolute shit show of fucking terror. Like every other thing on social media, if we're being completely honest. This is just one little corridor. But yes. Although, I mean, it does have higher highs, I feel. But man, when the claws are out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was a, it, it was a count that first drew many people's attention. Drew the attention of many people. And in fact, it might be how I first learned about Boulevard's sexual harassment shitstorm. Um, uh, David Infante mentioned there was how he learned, uh, uh, he was turned on to Surly's attempt to unionize last year. And in fact, mm-hmm. um, I mentioned that, you know, that mentioned that, that, that bizarre video I mentioned just a little bit ago with some gun nut shooting a can of White Claw. Um, 
the Worst Beer blog posted that video and it became so viral that it actually led to a federal investigation of a strange group of right-wing gun nut dickbags who wave their guns and white claw all around. It was a, it's apparently a thing. Racist shit Yeah, white stacks. claw is like somehow oddly like the last couple of years became the official drink of like the far alt-right. <laughs> I mean, you know, White Claw, yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, I guess it's not that surprising. Not a big reach. I mean, listen, you're not talking about the brightest, the best and the brightest. You're talking about some inbred motherfuckers right here, okay? <laughs> but I figured it would have been the good old-fashioned U.S. of A. Budweiser. You would think, but I, I. But you're right. I'm a little dismayed. Like White Claw, White Claw. You, <laughs> you guys worried about your masculine whatever. You ninny <laughs> are drinking barely alcoholic seltzer water. <laughs> Turn in your man card. Um, but no, it actually uh, uh, led uh, a federal investigation uh, to people like getting whacked on hard seltzers and shooting guns around like a coked up Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Alex Kidd, who runs uh, Don't Drink Beer, um, uh, quote uh, said in the article, I think the Worst Beer blog provided a very critical platform for the examination of things that are unacceptable in the beer industry. Uh, he gave people a platform to sound off against everything from racism to sexism to homophobia without heavy-handedly becoming the pulpit or taking up arms, you know, in a way they would could be seen as that could be seen as preachy. Um, but in the end, uh, the it, it is probably wading into the culture war bullshit that seems to have been. Um, I mean that 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 consumes basically all of our entire lives right now. Um, it's wading into that that may have finally taken its toll. Um, I'm one of those guys. I can't help it. If I see something on social media and I, I know it's going to start a flame war in the comment section, I have you, to look. You pull the pin and throw it. I, I, I can't not. I feel dirty afterwards. I <laughs> this, The comment section below new article news articles is kind of like my version of a massage parlor. Smut! <laughs> <laughs> I live a sad and lonely life. I do not pretend any uh, otherwise. I do. I can't help it. I have to. I have to gaze into the eye of Sauron. All right. I have to see. I have to taste the crazy pie. <laughs> and you know what? The worst beer blog was actually quite good at posting the kind of shit that would have trolls all over the internet come together to bake a big old batch of crazy biscuits. <laughs> some of them were just again you look at me like a functional human thinks i mean i feel like they're just trying to get attention but a functional human like wrote these words and put them out in public yep you know what i'm talking about oh yeah i mean the worst beer blog was great for calling out other people and i was a little sad to see it go but i mean Digging through the shit for that long has to wear on you. Um, David Infante sent a, a direct message uh, via Twitter to Peter David about the uh, White Claw Militia. Um, um, 
and uh, and he would and he was uh, 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 that was one of the reasons why he um, used the pseudonym is because of he was a, afraid of um, of lawsuits or one of these like insane people coming to his house. Um, yeah, kid of uh, don't drink beers. Um, uh, he's posted several times about his support for uh, things like Black Lives Matter, and he says the blowback one gets for publicly taking a stand is pretty tough. But it's the kind of thing that's just exhausting at best and fucking f- uh, frightening at worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and the worst beer blog going on for the better part of a decade was kind of on the forefront of of uh, uh, of this movement. I mean, it you, the way I always the way I always kind of looked at it, it almost functioned as a kind of a collective conscience for the industry. Like yes. Social media accounts, uh, or all the social media accounts it had, never missed the opportunity to point up some absurdly misogynistic beer label, or beer names that had like hidden meetings that turned out to be a little bit racist, or worse, a lot racist. Um, it gloried in citing petty tantrums, uh, but also did in focus its, uh, the attention on some shit that really needed to be called out and. Again, like a lot of the things we've discussed here on this podcast, um, things that really need to be brought out in the open and discussed. Um, the only hint as to what was actually going on in the head of Peter David, and this is where Tyler ruined the ending for all of you, so send him all your hate mail. Uh, it was uh, Gemma Wilson, uh, who was hit, functioning as his publicist at the time, um, uh reposted a uh something from him that says i promise i'm fine there is no special reason to end it other than it was time there are many reasons why it wasn't sustainable and why i couldn't keep going by myself part of it was it became very clear i wasn't qualified i'm not personally done with social media but the worst beer blog is um Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the best way to sum up uh, the worst beer blog might be a post on Reddit that's, uh, that that uh, uh, simply said, "You gave me brief moments of amusement while also enraging thongs throngs of idiots at the same time," which is all I could ever ask for. He was the hero we didn't want, but the hero we needed. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of like uh, you know a, a, a lot of like uh, 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 contemplation. He was our Batman. <laughs> there's a lot of contemplation on uh, on 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 uh, the in the beer Twitter. Like, well, who's gonna call out you know shitty beer labels? Like, we all have to. We all have to be the worst beer blog. We all have to go out there and be like, hey, 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 hey you don't 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 be a dick. Please don't be a dick. He was the Godzilla to shitty beers, King Kong. You are just infatuated with. Do you? Do you, do you need to go take a minute and go watch that again? It was a great movie. <laughs> it was like you turn off your brain, you slam a bunch of beers, you watch two unrealistic things just beat the fuck out of each other, and you have a great time. Well, this has been It's All Movies, uh, <laughs> movie reviews with Tyler Half Drunk. Um, all right, Tyler, anything else today? Well, if you happen to live over by the Great Lakes in Michigan, do I have the beer for you? Oh, 
Christ! Is it actually made from the uh, from the from the dead souls of the people that were killed by the mafia and laid to rest in the Great Lakes? How'd you know? Uh, no, because <laughs> I've been waiting. Because I've been wanting to do that beer, and if someone actually did it, I'm going to be pissed off. Uh, no, there's a brewery out of Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, where they did spontaneous fermented beers with breweries representing all five Great Lakes. Uh, they use the same recipe where it's 100% Michigan hops and 100% Michigan malts. Uh, the only difference is they use spontaneous fermentation from each of the areas to inoculate the beers. It's the Laurentian series from Spectation Artesian Ales. <laughs> Sounds like a hard a bunch of words for you to get through right there. Give it hit us again one more time. The Laurentian Artesian series from Spectation Artesian Ales. I could actually hear Tyler like I feel like that's how Tyler would be like in a foreign country trying to pronounce a menu like uh, I want a Lutetian Tuban God damn it <laughs> I'm just gonna point I'm gonna be like Congwantis Ingles Sprachensee Ingles You're in Ah Sprachensee Deutsch Ah So uh, over the last five years, uh, they've been working on this. Uh, they wanted to do something a little more than they actually did. Uh, but, uh, they're going on pre-sale as of yesterday, April 6th. Uh, pickups are set for this weekend in, uh, Michigan. Uh, they're cool shipping these Belgian Lambic beers um and what they're doing is they're trying to do each beer based off of kind of each different great lake um and they've partnered with different breweries uh they've worked with barrel beam and marquette austin brothers and alpena big lake brewery in holland Stormcloud brewing in frankfurt and swift Rop. Swift Water Brewing in Rochester, New York. Uh, they wanted to originally brew a beer at each lake and then blend all of them together. Um, so they do offer a Michigan Cuvée, which is a blend of the two- and three-year-old spontaneous ales, the Michigan Honey Cuvée, uh, which is a blend of that with honey from the old mission peninsula. Um, and then the Cuvée des Grands Lacs. Uh, it's the blend of the spontaneous ale cool ship near each great lake, uh, with Chinook and Cascade, uh, the tasting notes of apricots, caramelized pineapple, grapefruit, and a hint of pine. The caramelized grape or the caramelized grapefruit is kind of interesting because I, I, 
Caramelized pineapple. Oh, caramelized pineapple. Grapefruit. Excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. Caramelized pineapple. Uh, that's that's interesting because it implies a little bit of a, a sweetness in a in a wild fermented beer that I it implies some sweetness and caramely body that that I find interesting in a in a farmhouse ale that should be like super dry. I could get tropical fruit, but caramelized. That's an interesting idea. And it didn't say exactly what, like, grains or hops it used, so maybe some of that caramelized is they added some caramel grains, the caramel malt, crystal malt to it. Or it could just but, be, old, could be old, just uh, old-fashioned beer description pretentiousness. I get hints of a lavender blossom carried by a 10-year-old child on her first on the, on her first <laughs> day out on a spring day. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen... When 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 beer descriptors get going, they can be as pretentious, if not more so, than wine snobs. So, ultimately, if you're in the Michigan area and you want to try some of these beers, or you want to send these beers to us for us to try and review on the show, order them now. Uh, have them delivered this weekend and then send them over to us. That's the most important thing. Um, I, I, I feel like it'll help us uh, uh, win the award to go scream swears on top of a mountain in Utah. You know what? Either way, if you send us these beers, we should probably go to a mountain in Utah to enjoy them and scream swears. I feel like we can go to a mountain in Utah. We don't have to wait for a helicopter. We can just go. To I the- want the helicopter ride, I okay? Understand. But we are on a tight budget here at It's All Beer. I've got like Hold on a second. I've got like, hold on. So if we don't win this and someone that listens to this has a helicopter, take us to a mountain in Utah and we'll just shout swear words. I got 35 cents, so that's probably not quite helicopter (laughs) level. So we're going to need help. (laughs) Yeah, I might be a little short. (laughs) Uh, Tyler, anything else today? Uh, That is it. Well, this has been uh, It's All Beer. Uh, uh, you can get a hold of us. Uh, um, we put up uh, all the articles we uh, use to put together this uh, uh, this little podcast on our Twitter feed. Uh, it's All Beer 1. Uh, it's All Beer was taken. So if you know the person who has that, uh, shank them for us and make them delete their Twitter Tell account. them to give it back. <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Where we put, where we shit posts just random stuff. Uh, you can find that uh, at it's all beer. Um, if you get a hold of us, we can. Uh, you want to send us an email directly um, and uh, tell us what swears you would like to hear on top of a mountain in Utah. Uh, it's all beer <laughs> at gmail You could go ahead and type out the whole sweary tirade, and if we get to go on top of the mountain, we will read out that sweary tirade for you. If you pay for the helicopter, we will bring you with us to do this very tirade on top of a mountain in Utah. I mean, we've got mountains here in Idaho. We can, I can get us to the top of Bogus Space, and we can scream swears there. If, if it's not the same as the land of the Momos. It's true. First of all, the land of the Momos is here too. Okay, there's just as many. <laughs> Uh, 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 special underwear. It's their home base, okay? <laughs> yeah, but they're mostly here. They're, there's a lot of people with special underwear wandering about, and I'm sure, and I'm sure they don't listen, so it's fine. <laughs> Tour one, and we got canceled. Tour, 
No one can cancel us. I'm the one who uploads this shit. <laughs> the only way I can get canceled if I get too is that is if I get too hungover and forget to upload it. <laughs> In which case, we're only canceled for like a day. Um, <laughs> Maybe two. It's the beauty of uh, podcasting. Anywho, um, I mean, this is Mormon land, so we could we could scream swears from a mountain here, and uh, and I feel like I get roughly the same effect, which is. Like some guy with special underwear going, why didn't you say Shucky Darn? You should have <laughs> said Shucky Darn. Oh, H-E double hockey stick. Oh, frick. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> that'll be quite enough for us. Uh, we are uh, off next week. Uh, Tyler has uh, shit to do once again. Um, so make sure to write Tyler and tell him that to stop doing uh, shit that uh, interferes with, uh, our, with, 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 with this. Tell my friends to stop getting married. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, that... I mean, if your friends are anything like you, I'm surprised they found uh, females willing to stand them for... for, for uh, 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 until death do us part, so... Um, True. Good, I guess good on them. Anyway, that'll be quite all from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm gonna go scream squares in, in Utah. <laughs> Have fun.